1050, Joe Rico, Alex Ramirez, back at the final word. Certainly appreciate the wonderful comments from our man, Todd Romero, best leadoff man in town. Real quick, we'll get to Arnie Stapleton from the AP. First, I have to tell you real quickly about Carmine Leonardo's Italian Meat Deli, 7585 West Florida Place in Lakewood, Colorado, right off the corner of Wadsworth in Florida. 43 years, Alex, at the same location. Amazing food, the best deli meats, and they've got the Piedmontese beef, which is amazing stuff. That'll feed your family for months. Joey, you mentioned 303-985-3555. 43 years at the same location. Incredible. And Joe Bruner, our guy here, will be a testament and a testimony about Carmine. You've actually been there uh, over four decades as one of the fam- first family-owned and operated Italian sausage meat and, and market in the delis here. And and Bruner, you, you, you grew and up in desserts. Chicago. The desserts. So right now, and if you mentioned- authentic food absolutely good so, food at yes. great prices mm. when you mention the final word you either get 10 percent off joey your uh your entire bill or you get a free dessert, dessert which is uh like you said the limoncello the, uh, the, the well you've got the limoncello the rainbow cake the chocolate cake the, the biscottis cake. all the your cookies. mom likes the rainbow cake man joey. i'll tell you what my mother loves all the pastries what's there. your phone number joey well you can give them a call one more time 303-985-3555 and mention nine to five hold on they're open nine to five monday through saturday just mention the final word for 10 percent off your bill or a free dessert. They, hey. they also make great sandwiches. You can go put a sandwich up there, like a meatball sandwich. Joey B. Just trying to throw that in there. Well, let hey, people you're gonna, know. That's you're all. Gonna make hey, people you never hungry, know. Man. Hey, you never know. Hey, huh? You're going to make people hungry, including our next guest, the incomparable Arnie Stapleton from the Associated Press. Arnie is covering more sporting events than the people at this table have combined to do. He came on to our show from the Olympics in 2016. Still one of my favorite highlights. Good morning to you, Arnie. And I wish I could say that we had the best quarterback situation in the NFL, but we don't. And and when I say we, I'm talking about the Denver Broncos, and I guess that might be the only team I associate myself as a we, being a native and a lifelong Bronco guy. Uh, Where are the Denver Broncos at in your eyes as we get ready to open the 2021 season with a game in New York about two weeks from now? Good morning to you, and, and what do you think we have to look forward to here in Denver? Uh, Joe, thanks for having me, and happy birthday, Alex. Thank you, um, sir. I appreciate you guys. Um, you know, I actually think no matter who won the quarterback clash this summer, that, that this team is pretty good. I, I like the roster that George has put together. He finally has, uh, you know, not he, but the Broncos finally have a legit two deep, I think, at every position. And um, I think that, you know, Steady Teddy is the guy to go with. Um, yeah, I think this team could win double digits. I think they could win 10 or 11 games. Now, I think with um, Drew Locke, you could have maybe pushed it to 12, 13, but you could also push it down to six or seven. You know, he's got a, he's got a wider range. Um, you know, he's, he can make some spectacular plays, but uh, some, some of the basic stuff uh, I think Teddy's better at. Teddy just reads the football field faster and it's not it's no knock on drew it's just something that i think is a little bit innate just like you know kj hamler has this incredible speed um you know we can train all we want we're never going to be able to be as fast as him and i think in in the quarterback sometimes it's the same way you you can train your mind all you want but you're never going to be as fast as a quick tick guy like like teddy bridgewater so that that pushed teddy uh, you know over the finish line so to speak and it was close and you could make an argument for either guy like I said, uh, 
I think Drew has the higher upside, but but the lower floor. And so, given the roster, given the the, the timing of everything, you know, I think it might have been a different deal if if this coaching staff came in with George Payton, because then you could uh, you know you could say we're gonna we're gonna see what the kid can give us and and grow with him. And uh, but but no, this this team needs to win now. I mean, Joe Ellis came out on day one at. Uh, at training camp and said, you know, I'm tired of losing. We got to turn this around. So the, the main guy tells you we got to win. Uh, you know, George Payton is in uh, first year of a six year deal. And basically the whole coaching staff is on a one year prove it deal. Uh, so you could see that it was going to trend this way, uh, you know, barring somebody falling on their face. And, uh, but again, I think that, you know, sometimes we get caught up in the quarterback and every now and again you have a good team. I mean, you know, Trent Dilfer won a Super Bowl ring with a pretty good. Ravens team, uh, I think it's harder to do nowadays to, to win with defense, but I also think this this offense is going to surprise some people. I mean, they have a really good offense, and it's it's uh, doesn't have to be, you know, an Aaron Rodgers or a Tom Brady, you know, putting a team on his shoulders and, and, and leading him to victory. You know, this team has a lot of talent on offense and defense. You are listening to Arnie Stapleton from the Associated Press. You can follow Arnie Stapleton at at Twitter at Arnie Stapleton. Arnie, I had a chance to catch up with you, Joey and I. We're at Media Day for CU a couple weeks ago. Um, I'm not going to dive into that yet because I still have a Bronco question I want to ask you. But uh, what does that do as as for Drew Locke, for example? um, Does this stump his growth as a quarterback? Obviously, you know, it's... Every player is one hit away from being knocked out or, you know, next man mentality or whatever you want to call it, Arnie. But, you know, uh, what does this do for his career? I mean, this guy is on his, I think this is his last year deal. I believe that, Joe. Is that right? Is, it, is his last year? He's, he's, he's got one more year. He's got one more year. So, so, so we'll keep him for next year, regardless of Aaron Rodgers or whoever comes here to, to Denver. Mm. But your thoughts on his overall, uh, you know, his growth? Because, you know, he did put a lot of work in the offseason, and it did show, but you're right. Yeah. And, and something you said during uh, your, your, your interview right now with Joey, that um, – he doesn't read the field like Teddy Bridgewater does, and right. and that that could be something that you know could you know harm the Broncos down the road. And maybe he, his ceiling is obviously much higher than Teddy Bridgewater, but Teddy Bridgewater manages the game. Exactly. I think you know. I asked uh, uh, Pat Shermer, you know, how are you gonna guys gonna make sure that that this uh, you know benching, so to speak, doesn't stunt his growth because. You know, he really did uh, show a lot of growth in this offseason, and, and I mean, like, uh, maturity, uh, both both physically, I think his body matured. He, he seemed to put on 15, probably 12, 15 pounds of muscle, a little bit broader. I mean, he, he basically went from being a young boy, a boy or a young man, to being a man. I mean, he, he manned up this offseason. And, and then the mental aspect of maturity came in and I thought we saw some growth in that area too. And so, yeah, we saw a lot of things going on. So now the question becomes, does this stunt his growth? I don't think it will because, you know, this was the first time that Drew Locke has ever been in a quarterback competition. He's always been the guy and the unquestioned guy. And, you know, not, not to say that he didn't work hard, but it's different when you don't have a, a competition or a challenge, and now that he's been bumped down a peg, I think he's going to have a real moment of reflection. And I mean, he said the other day, you know, that he said all the right things. He said he's going to look in the mirror and see what he can do better. He's going to learn from Teddy. He's going to take this as a 
as uh, you know, he's going to take his medicine. And hey, look, I didn't I didn't play good enough to keep the starting job. Uh, and what am I going to do to to regain that either here or elsewhere? I think, you know, I think Drew has a future as a starter in this league, whether it's here in Denver or somewhere else. Yeah, I think he can be successful. I think that he can. Uh, again, I don't think you can ever get to be as good as some of the best at reading, but you can compensate in other ways. And it's the little nuances of the game. Maybe it's, maybe it's even just in, in the way you study the game. And I remember Brett Favre had an epiphany where he decided, that, you know what, if I study this game, I'm going to be great. I can, I can only go on my talent for so long. And he did become great. You know, quarterbacks have these sorts of things. It's unfortunate you have to lose your starting job to, to get to that point. But I think that uh, Drew's the kind of guy that's going to take this learn from it and when he does get his chance again he's going to make sure that he never loses his starting job so i think he has a future and whether that's here in denver this season next season uh or somewhere else you know that we don't know but i i, I would put my money on drew lock being a starter again and being successful at it too hey arnie this is joe bruner from lucas Lakers. how are you today buddy hey, oh, good hey i got a couple questions and you know when i look at it i, I grew up I, I grew up in chicago so I've watched Chicago right. teams that have been that consistent. As long as the quarterback doesn't make a mistake, we could go to the playoffs, which gets it gets it's it's. I can't tell you how aggravating that gets. The Bears are who we thought they were, <laughs> and <laughs> and I feel like we're creating that team in Colorado. So let's talk about that because we didn't see a lot of downfield passing. I know Todd was on before, and we talked to him about it too. Are these is. Teddy Bridgewater going to be throwing downfield? Are we going to be spreading people out? Are we going to actually attack, or are we going to go with let's not make a mistake and let the defense keep us in the game? Um, I think there's a little bit of that. I think it's a little bit overblown from the fans thinking that, you know, it's just going to be like 2015 when they rode the, the defense, you know, all the way across the finish line. Uh, not saying that they, you know, can get there, although I think this roster is as good as that. Uh, as good a roster as they've had since that one in 2015. Um, but, uh, you know, I think that they're going to be able to open it up for the simple fact that they're going to base their attack on the ground, and, and that's with Melvin, uh, Javante. Um, until Boone comes back, you know, you'll have Freeman. But I think that their offensive line is finally hitting stride under Munchak, and they can do the, the ground game probably better than anybody in this league. And so that's going to open things up so that they, you know, no, they don't have a strong armed quarterback. That's going to, well, they do. He's on the bench, but they don't have the starter. That's going to, that's going to, you know, take the top off of a defense. But what they do have is, is an offense that's filled with talent, speed, and they'll get, they'll be able to get the ball to those guys in space so that the, you know, the KJ Hamler and, and Jerry Judy and, and Cortland Sutton, when he rounds into shape, all these guys are going to be able to uh, Trinity Benson. I think if he, you know, if he makes the roster, which I think he will, these guys can can add like a lot like Peyton had in Indianapolis, where you know he just finds the open man, and then their receivers, you know, do the dirty work and get you know seventy five percent of the of the yards on the ground rather than the air. Um, and Javante, you know, it was telling that they didn't play him last night. Uh, you know, the second round pick. Um, you know, he's he he broke the most tackles in the nation last year. Um, and you saw in the little bit of time he played in the preseason, he was doing the same thing. They didn't play him last night because they saw what he has. They kind of kept him under wraps. They also kept 
ascertain under wraps a little bit. I think they're going to unleash these rookies uh, on the Giants, you know, come September 12th. Um, but I, I see I see this offense being a little bit surprising, and that's why, because I, I think that they're going to have chunk plays that are a little bit untraditional, you know, non-traditional. And um, I think they'll be able to move the ball. You, you know, Teddy's the kind of guy that doesn't have a lot of three and outs. He doesn't have a lot of mistakes where he loses the fumble or he throws an interception. So you're just going to have a lot more opportunities. And when you have that many more opportunities with that much talent uh, on offense, I mean, I'm not having even talked about Noah Fant or, or Albert O. You know, I think that they're going to be a surprisingly good offensive team this year. Although their defense is obviously where all the money is and it's where their strength is, uh, that offense isn't that far behind. You know, I, I, I think you great analysis of the team. Totally agree with it. My fear, as a fan, I'm going to see him get behind in a game and not be able to do anything. We're going to go against KC and we're going to get smoked. We're going to get down by three touchdowns and we, and we can't run the football anymore. And um, that's my fear because I've been watching it my whole life. That's yeah. what I think is going to happen. It's a legit fear to have, but I will say this. Uh, Vic Fangio finally has the, the horses to, to beat uh, Andy Reid and, and Patrick Mahomes and, and Tyreek Hill and all of those guys. He, he has had the schemes and the, uh, the devices to beat them, and, and you know that because other teams copy their blueprint. They, they take Vic Fangio's blueprint, and maybe they have the guys that can beat uh, – you know, Kansas City. Well, now I think this team finally has a chance. Uh, you know, I think they end that long losing streak to Kansas City this year. Um, I don't think they're going to get swept by the Chiefs. I, I think that they can, uh, they can, you know, in the past they had to kind of muck it up and kind of, uh, you know, do what they could against Mahomes. I think this year they can legit go out and just challenge him with the talent they have, Sertain, and that rebuilt secondary. Look, they've improved on all three levels of their defense. You know, the, the, the line and the pressure is better. Obviously, some of that has to do with health coming back. Uh, their linebackers are solid, and their, and their secondary is superb. So I think that they can hang with uh, Patrick Mahomes. I don't think you're going to see them falling behind by 20 points for the Chiefs this year. Uh, you know, maybe they'll get down 10 points, but I don't think so. I think that they're going to be able to hang and maybe pull it out at the end. Well, there's two things that I, after hearing all this great analysis and great questions by Joe Berner, Alex, and, and hopefully myself, I will say this. Running the football and playing great defense are always formulas to win football games. Now, it's not a popular formula because the, the rules are predicated to throw the football and to entertain and score 30 points. Yeah. But the last team with any success, the final score in the championship game was 20-18. to 18. It was Denver 20, New England 18, and that was, what, five years ago? I'm not convinced that you can't still win the game with a Javante Williams, Melvin Gordon running the football for, you know, say 2,000 yards combined, 2,200 combined yards between those two. I think that's very doable. I don't know about you. And I think this defense, I mean, you have four guys that could arguably say they're number one corners. You have Callahan, who may be the best slot corner yep. in the league. Kyle Fuller, who's an all-pro, what, four years ago? Then you have Sertain, mm -hmm. who was just drafted by the Denver Broncos and you know I think that all accounts by Patrick Sertain at this point are he could be a 10-year starter and possibly mm -hmm. seven or eight-time pro bowler Arnie I like the chances of this team winning nine to ten games and being right there for one of the wild card spots and I'm with you I think it's possible 
Uh, that you know, and, and real quick, uh, Doctor Eric Natkin from R two Medical Clinic wants to chime in, Arnie. Hold on, please. I actually have a question okay. for, you, for you, Joe, uh, or yeah, or anybody here. Um, when's the last time a running game won a Super Bowl? Oh, I can account for running the football as being accounted for winning the running the football. Well, you could look at many of the Patriots teams that won the championship Tom and Brady, absolutely Tom ran Brady. the absolutely Tom, Tom ran Brady. the football. Well, Tom yeah, no, Brady's so they had a running game, Giselle, but they also had okay. an incredible quarterback. Giselle. Right, right. But you asked me running the football, and no, we no, got we got to get to break. Sorry. We'll have this conversation that's at another day, question. Eric. But I will say this, Arnie. I, I definitely think running the football and playing great defense is a proven formula. Any year, you th- I think you could win with that. You're right, Joe. It's, it's all a little bit cyclical, and, and the pendulum swings back. You know, if Denver can win running the football and playing great defense, then you're going to see six, seven, eight teams trying to f- copy the same formula next year, and, and we'll I see think. the pendulum start to swing. I mean, it it, it happens. Uh, the, the last time this team won the Super Bowl, you know, look, it That's was against what they the did. Grain. You know, they, they did it with a great defense and they and, and a barely competent offense, although, <laughs> you know, having, yeah. having Peyton, Peyton Manning, you know, I, I always say he won it with his mind after winning his first Super Bowl with his with his body and his arm. Uh, and to me, that was more impressive than... than uh, uh, you know when he won it with the with the Colts over the Bears back in uh, back in the day. You know it was more impressive for him with a broken body to go and win with his mind. And uh, you know so I, I give a lot of credit to them. But yeah, that's a team that won unconventionally. And uh, you know the, the the whole saying is that you can't win that way anymore. You know it's been five years. You can't win that way anymore. Well, until somebody does, you can't. And you know so we'll see. But but there's going to be you know there's going to be Always going back to the run, you know, the, it's not going to be like back in the 40s or 50s, but hey, uh, it's not three yards in a cloud of dust, but you, you have to run. If you're going to throw the ball, you do have to have a competent running game. So everybody knows that, and, and I think that this is a team that can, that can predicate their offense on, on the run and open up spaces and, uh, on the opposing defense because of it. Well, Arnie, thanks so much for your time today. We'd love oh, yeah. to have you on from time to time during the football season. Sure. Uh, like I said, uh, you know, we are only 750 grand in debt to Arnie now. I want you to know we paid a chunk <laughs> off of our debt. And you I, know, think right. I think Arnie lives up in uh, the Highlands Ranch area. If you do, go to yeah. our, our place, Los Dos Potrillos Mexican Restaurant, and Absolutely. you and your beautiful wife. Dinner's on us, buddy. You just, yeah, just so mention the final Just mention the final word. Sure. Absolutely, man. Arnie, thanks so much. That's Arnie Stapleton, one of the best writers, you know, in, in the, the nation. Best, period. Joey, the best. I, I think that he's, he best. can put his name up there with any of these top guys and he knows his stuff. Hey, when we get back, a guy who knows his stuff, not only about the NFL, but also about the finest wines, beers, and spirits in the Colorado state. Period. I'll say nationally. That's Joey B, our man, and one of the guys that is kicking off the Lucas Liquor Superstore. Uh, we'll we'll talk about that a little bit more. Can we call more. it the Picket Challenge hey, yet? We'll, we'll we'll let Joey B okay, pick we'll that let up him decide. and right, let right. Joey B talk about that. And of course, what's going? I want on to post for, this at his liquor store too, Joey. Right. What's going right on there, for right football there, season? Walks in. Right. We want to talk about what's going on for football season as well. Can't wait to see the alcohol. That you should be buying for your Super Bowl parties and your NFL Smash. weekly parties. Joey B from Lucas Slicker Superstore comes up next when you return to the final word with Joe Rico and Alex Ramirez on 98.1 FM. Presented to you by Carmine Leonardo's Italian uh, Deli and Meat Joey on Mile High Sports. Hey.